This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. I'm very excited. We've got Darren Mulligan of We Are Messengers today. I want you to know, yes, I'm wearing green in honor of our Irish brother. (laughs) So uh, we've got some green going on. And first of all, I just want to say uh, welcome to Darren. How are you doing today? I'm doing really, really good. Um, Very much so. There's a lot of chaos in the world. But I think for me, I'm just finding so much peace, so much thankfulness and gratitude in God through the finished work of Jesus, so today is a good day just like any other. Man, I love that attitude. I love that attitude. Man, you're doing really good. Well, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this tour. I want to let our people know that you guys are coming to San Antonio, so let me give a little bit of background. If somebody doesn't know We Are Messengers, I want to remind you of some of the songs that have you know have millions and millions of streams and then there's a brand new album that I hope we get to talk about uh, as well. So let me give a little background. Just some of the songs that I've been playing for our listeners. Magnify, Point to You, Everything Comes Alive. These songs, like, I can't sing, so don't worry. I won't ruin your song, Darren. But <laughs> as I'm saying the title, I want to kind of like, I want to kind of sing, but don't worry. That would ruin the song. I won't do it. Um, Maybe It's Okay and Power, which is off the brand new album by the same name. That was just released, gosh, man, four or five weeks ago. And uh, Darren and We Are Messengers are coming Saturday, March 28th to the AT&T Center with Toby Mack on the Hits Deep Tour, along with Torin Wells, Jordan Felice, Ryan Stevenson, Aaron Cole, who, no cap, we just had on last week. So, uh, Darren, (laughs) man, I'm excited that you're coming And uh, I'm excited about uh, just so many things, even just your attitude. Where does this attitude come from that even though it seems like the world is just so shaken right now, um, you've got this peace and uh, rejoicing going on. Where does that come from? It comes from just living and realizing that a lot of the time the world is in chaos or appears to be in chaos, but that we've we've decided that we're going to place all of our hope, all of our... Uh, wealth, all of our time, all of our energy, inside of something that is steadfast and never changes, and that is Jesus Christ, that is the gospel. Yeah. You know, the scriptures talk about the nation's rage and their plotting and everything's in chaos. This isn't anything new. This has been happening since the dawn of time. Yes. Um, But what is also not new is the steadfastness of God. It's His love and His care and His protection. And so... You know, I was talking to my kids last night, and they were, they were saying, Daddy, is this the end of the world? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, listen, kid, I can't tell you it's not, because no man knows the day or the hour. Right. But what I can tell you is that we have a great God who loves us, who is with us, and he promised to never leave us and never forsake us. Yeah. And so that's what we hold to. And so for me, as a musician and an artist, uh, a lot of this new record, the Power Album, is yeah. to remind people um, that we have an anchor, and that anchor is Jesus. Yeah. And that that anchor should not just be something that keeps us calm in times of trouble, but it should be something that changes us so dramatically that we leave people better than where we find them. Yeah. That we love the lost and the least and the outsider and the immigrant and the broken. Yeah. And so that doesn't stop today. That work doesn't stop today because the news is losing its mind. Right. And it doesn't even stop because there's a real problem in the world. 
Right. That work continues today as much as it would if everything was well. Right. Oh, man, that's that's really good, Darren. And uh, let, me, let me ask you just real quick, personally, when you're talking about just the, the chaos that's uh, around us and everything, how do you sort of experience that grace and power of Jesus just on a, a daily sort of deal? Yeah. For me, predominantly through forgiveness. Yeah. Um, like I know my own wife many years ago, you know, 11 years ago, yeah. forgive me uh, of a great deal of adultery that had happened before we got married. Um, you know, I was a very violent, drunk man. Yeah. And so to see that forgiveness, but that forgiveness didn't just happen there. It happens today. And now one of the things I wanted to, to speak to you about was this yeah. idea that my testimony is one of a wretched, broken man. Very obvious. My sin was very obvious. Yeah. And then I came to Jesus and, and the church celebrated. My concern is that we have a church culture whereby if I made some of those same mistakes, then yeah. that forgiveness and grace would not be as easily come by. Right. And I think that we huh. within the church need to remember that grace and mercy need to go to the body first, to the church, and then to those outside the church. We need to love people inside the church as much as we love those outside of the church. Because if we don't, it's just an agenda. And there is no agenda. Right. It's, it's only the love of Christ, nothing else. Have you seen or felt like, um, and I know you're on the road a lot, so I know church itself kind of has to be sort of a weird experience if you're on the road, you know, half the year or three quarters of the year. But have you kind of felt that on tour that, man, why is it easy to celebrate when I came in, you know, as a prodigal son, but I'm still broken, I'm still a sinner? Uh, have you seen the church just kind of turn its back on people when, uh, you know, we've we've messed up? Yeah, I've seen that like so many times. Yeah, and it's been it's been so heart wrenching. Every time I see you hear stories of pastors who've committed adultery, right? Yeah, and I understand that's very serious, and there needs to be consequences. Right, but there also needs to be paths towards restoration. Yeah, you know, if you look at Jesus, how he models it, he doesn't take the prostitute and tell her to go away from his sight, she will never be anything again. Right. He allows her to be reconciled through his mercy and his forgiveness. Right. And so we need to allow paths back to restoration for people who have sinned within the church. Um, because grace doesn't stop when you become a Christian. Right. Your understanding of it should be, should be so rich that you want to see everybody lavished with that same grace, mercy, and love as you have received. Right. Oh, man, that's good. And maybe a pretty good example today. Of course, the scriptures are filled with them. But I'm just thinking of uh, Simon Peter. I'm thinking of him denying Jesus three times. And that would have been a great opportunity for Jesus to say, okay, well, that's where the grace stops. And that's not what he said at all, you know? No, he's still... He's still the rock upon which the church was built. Right. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? Right. That's what he said to Peter. That was his promise. Yeah, and yeah. And Jesus is not, not one for changing his mind. You know, we have yeah. a new album called Never Change Your Mind. Oh, I know. And let's talk about it. Yes. I, I, I heard you say that. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go there. Never change your mind. Talk to me about it. <laughs> it's just a song that reminds us that we have all these lies we tell ourselves about who we are. You know, we tell ourselves we're worthless. We tell ourselves we're dirty. We tell ourselves we're wretched. Yeah. And Jesus says something very different. He says, you are a royal priesthood. You are beloved. You are chosen ones. 
Yeah. You know, when you, and he's never going to change his mind on that because he cannot yeah. lie. He doesn't, it's in his, not in his character to lie or to change. Yeah. So I, I think of this often, this idea that if we tell our kids that they're nobodies, that that's all you are as a nobody, yeah. they'll never become anything in Jesus like they're supposed to. Yeah. We should be telling our kids, telling each other, that you're not a nobody. You are a beloved son and daughter of the King of you are a royal priesthood. You yeah. have been built into a holy temple with Jesus Christ as the cornerstone. And if we told each other that, yeah. that's what we would become. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's good. Are you feeling just in the culture? I mean, are you, uh, in your own experiences, just feeling like, man, no, the world is trying to beat me down or... Uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm setting you up or knock you down. <laughs> where Where are you feeling like? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's that song in the record, Knock Me Down. Um, that, that's what that's about. Culture sets itself up to oppose the church. Yeah. Right? It tells you that everything that God says is good is bad. Mm. And everything God says is bad, culture says is good. Yeah. My point is, culture can say whatever it wants. I'm building my house on the truth of the gospel. Yeah. I know who I am now. And when you taste the joy like I have and taste the hope yeah. and forgiveness like I have, everything changes. Right. So they can bring all that at me. I'm like, listen, here, I'm, I'm still a mess of a man. I'm not going to pretend I'm not. I love that. But, <laughs> but, but even in that, the thing that in me is so steady is Jesus. It's Holy Spirit. And yeah. no man, woman, or child can steal that from me. I am his for eternity. Man, that's awesome. All right, we are talking to Darren Mulligan of We Are Messengers. And uh, I want to read back a quote to you about that song that uh, you recently said about Knock Me Down. This is off the brand new album, Power. You said the whole goal of that song was just to be mean. Talk to me about that. I love that. We just leave that out there and let people just hang in the wind. What does that mean? I love it, Darren. <laughs> well, this is going to be offensive to some of your audience. Oh, no, they'll in, be fine. In a fine. very um, moderate kind of way. <laughs> so I go to church every Sunday and I, when I'm at home. I was at church last night, actually, for a worship night with my kids and my wife. Last night? I love Dang. It. Okay. I think we have all this beautiful worship music, but I think that it's become very effeminate. So that sometimes men find it hard to relate to how the music sounds or even to what it's saying, because sometimes the language is all very effeminate and that it's very tender and very yeah. kind of um, gentle. And that's really important because that's a massive part, part of who God is. Yeah. But there's another part of, of what, what God is. And it's the part that perseveres. It's the part that endures going to the cross and moth spat upon bleeding to death with a crushed heart that still perseveres, that still digs in. Yeah. And for me, one of the songs that reminded men, it's okay to sound like men in the church. It's okay to be masculine. It's okay if you want to protect your family. It's okay to be a man. You know, I don't think we need to apologize for being men. God has provided us as the head of the house, the head of the home, because that's our role. And we can still be tender, and we should be more tender than anybody with our wives and our kids and with people and culture. But there's also a time for being strong yeah. and rowdy. Oh, and yeah. when the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, we're going to say, not today, Steve. Not in my house. Right. No, no. Not in his house. Yeah. 
Man, that's so I'm, that's good. I'm sorry if that sounds too rowdy for you, but I, I just that's kind of how I felt about that song. That's not too rowdy. I want more <laughs> of that. I want more of that. I think that's a great point, Darren, because I know um, I know some of my friends, uh, some uh, some men that uh, they they show up to church about fifteen twenty minutes late because they they just feel like they yeah. don't need the worship music, you know. And uh, I think you've got a great point about. Uh, I mean, I think in terms of just like man, a, a fight song, and let's let's go. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's go. Like, and I think our album, you know, you put fight songs like that on there, and need to feel it, and then you have really tender, like I have a love song on there for my wife called Always You. Yeah. Um, and so, sometimes people go, "How can this be a worship record if you've got a love song for your wife?" Oh come and on, who are those people? Come on, on stop it. <laughs> I know, dude. My, my answer to that is, listen, you show me something more holy, more beautiful, more godly than someone who honors and loves their wife. Right. Because that's what, that's what we're told to do. Right. In scriptures, um, just as Christ has loved us. So the record is full of variety songs. It's got songs like Love, which are so joyful. But all of these songs come from really heartbroken places. Really? Um, and, and what I've realized is that joy... And suffering are good bedfellows. They're they're so close to each other. Yeah. And that we should be able to laugh in one sentence and cry in the next because that's the human experience. Yeah. And that's also the Je- that's also the Jesus model. It sure is. You know? Man. You look at him weeping at Lazarus's tomb and then you look at him feasting at Cana. Right. You know, he came laughing and crying because he understood that being a human is really tough work. It's really hard work. Right. Um, but that there's so much joy and beauty in that, too. Man, that's good. You can tell that you've uh, you've dove in. You're, you're not on the surface with this uh, with this Jesus relationship. I mean, you get it. You see that Jesus, I mean, he really was well acquainted with suffering. He had a dysfunctional family that didn't believe in him, that thought he was out of his mind, you know? So, uh, man, yeah. I appreciate that. And I, I got a question about that love song. I mean, if somebody's ever going to ask you something like that, I mean, what do they do with Song of Solomon in the Bible? They just rip that out of their Bible? They uh, delete that from yeah. their phone yeah. app? My goodness. They, they pretend that doesn't exist. And I think that's the big problem with culture, church ah, culture, yeah. is that we we accept the parts of Scripture that we like, yeah. and we deny the parts of Scripture we don't. Scripture is perfect. It is a whole, complete um, work of God through Holy Spirit. Right. And so the Jew, the Jewish people, when they look at the Bible, um, they call it, they describe it as parsha, which means portion. So every time they open the Scriptures, yeah. they expect to eat, and they eat the Word of God. And whether it tastes good or it tastes bad in their mouth, they know that it is nourishing. Ooh. So everything in Scripture is nourishing no matter how it tastes. It's good for you. Oh, that's good stuff, Darren. All right. I, I know we're about out of time, but can I ask you one more question just about, I understand uh, from many sure. interviews, your your um, musical influence on this album, a lot of uh, Keith Green, a lot of Amy Grant, a lot of Petra. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. And I love all those acts. <laughs> but uh, if you don't mind taking a minute or two, just tell us. I love the variety of musical influence that winds up, you know, this album just sounding different and unique in the best kind of way. Yeah, well, like, I grew up listening to Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley because my mom and dad listened to that. 
and I fell in love with heavy metal music, which is yeah. Metallica and, you know, Def Leppard and Machine Head and these bands. You know what's and hilarious? Darren, that's you know? hilarious. Like, I have a list of about 10 bands that I know were influential on this album, and still, all the ones you've named so far are none of those. I mean, this is great. So you're, <laughs> this is fantastic. I'll keep going. Yeah, keep and going. Got, like, then I fell in love with the grunge and then hip hop. And then yeah. I started listening to the country music again, like the kind of Garth Brooks era. Wow. And at the moment, I'm, I'm listening to like Imagine Dragons and the Killers. And yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah. Our, our, our musical influence is really diverse all over the place. Yeah. And that's, we wanted to make a record where every track sounded different from the previous one. Yeah. Because each of those experiences that led to each of, each of those songs was very different. So we didn't want to cheat the audience by repeating the same sound just with a different emotion. We want different emotion, different melody, different sound, so that when you listen to it, your heart really has to engage with the melody and with the instrumentation. I think I think in Christian music, we do our music a disservice when we only ever speak about the message. Yeah. Because that reduces people like me who have spent years and years and years crafting using the gifting God has given us to nothing but pastors. And we're not pastors, we're musicians. Yeah, I like we're from it. The house, we're from the, the house of David. Oh, come know? on, come and, on, that's good right there. And so, for me, I wanted the music to be as good as the message. Yeah. Because it deserves that. And you talk about putting the name of Jesus, this is the first record we've ever put the name of Jesus in a song on. And the reason we don't have Jesus all over our lyrics yeah. is because I wanted to write, write songs that were worthy of having his name in them. Oh, you know, yeah. he is too too precious to steal his name over bad music. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. I love it, Darren. All right, well, I'm going to throw out a few musical influences, and I know I'm over time, so you just politely yeah, say, I've okay. got another call. Okay, uh, Beastie Boys, Beck, Ice-T, Snoop Dogg. Do you know which song? Uh... Come on. <laughs> How about that, huh? I love it. Yeah, yeah. All right. I can't repeat Snoop Dogg or IC song titles, but I fell in love with the Beastie Boys around the time Sabotage came out. Yeah. Um, and what I loved was how visceral and how alive it felt. Yeah. Now, now knowing the truth of Jesus in my life, and you mentioned Keith Green, thinking that he wasn't one of my influences. Keith yeah. Green is a massive influence to me. Do you know why? Why? Because lyrics. Lyrically, he said things that went completely against the grain of what modern church culture was. Oh, okay. And, and so God has asked oh, us to good. be a thorn in the side of um, nice Christian culture. Whoa. He's asked us to bring, bring people deeper than just the niceties and the pleasantries of Christian culture. Well, that's exactly what Keith Green did. When did you realize that, man— we're supposed to be a thorn. We're, I mean, we're supposed to, you know, comfort the afflicted, I think they say, and afflict the comforted or the comfortable. What, when did you realize That's that good. that was a part of your real call? I think when I realized that, when I realized that I was a hypocrite. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, let's go there. What are we well, talking about, well, Darren? Man, wow. I believe. I believe that the church spends too much time pretending not to be hypocritical. Yeah. The fact is that we're human, we're in the flesh, we are born hypocrites. Yeah. And we will remain hypocrites until the day we die and we're reunited perfectly with Christ. Yeah. Um, and so the first person that I want to afflict 
is the comfort inside of me. Wow. You talk about afflicting the comfort. Yeah. I can be way too comfortable. Sure. I can talk without doing. I can speak without living. Yeah. And so I want my life to demonstrate that I have loved Jesus, that I have loved the Scriptures. Yeah. Not the other way around, because it's very hard for, for that to actually happen. So I was reading the other day this idea that many men mark the Scriptures, but not many men allow the Scriptures to mark their heart. Yeah, that's good. And I want to be a man who's, who the Scriptures are written upon. And unfortunately, the Scriptures need to be written upon a very imperfect page. Right. Because my page, my page is prideful and arrogant and lustful yeah. and ignorant. And I have to trust that God is going to still mark that heart, yeah. that he's still good enough to write on that page. And the truth is he is. So firstly, yeah. I want to afflict my comfort. Yeah. And then I want to comfort the afflicted because that is Jesus' model. Right. He, is a, he is a God who comes to dwell with the outsider, the prostitute, the beggar, the priest, the immigrant, the outcast, the lonely, the lost. There are people. We're for those people. Yeah. Because those people know they're sick and need a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the pleasant culture of good old-fashioned Christian America, yeah. a lot of the time they have a form of godliness that lacks and denies the power of God. Mm. Dude. And a lot of the time, my life is like that, too. Wow, okay. So, so i gotta, I got to kill the hypocrite in me, i got to kill the comfortable Christian in me, and i got to chase what really matters. Man. Um, and I have to put that into action every day. Man, that is good. And you describe the power of God as a bombastic thing. So you're telling us, Ooh. I mean, we're not tapped into that power. Those are your words. What's that mean? It's wild. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. And it's visceral. It is alive and breathing and it is moving and it is powerful Mm. and it is not weakened by the disappointment of my life. It is not weakened by the mistakes I make. It is not weakened by my sin or my shame. The power of God in me is perfect and able to complete that which God sent it forth to do. I just need to get myself out of the way and let Jesus be king in all of the areas of my life. Man, that is good, Darren. This is Darren Mulligan, and now I promise I feel like I've said one last question about 12 times. But uh, <laughs> You got to go for it. <laughs> Darren Mulligan of We Are Messengers, they are coming to San Antonio, the AT&T Center, March 28th. That's a Saturday with Toby Mac, the Hits Deep Tour. It should be pretty amazing. This is how... Your show, I think you've described this as, which is pretty interesting because we could apply this to the world right now, and I love that you describe your shows as riotous, raucous, messy, unpredictable. Is that what it's going to be like when you're on a tour with Toby Mac and you've got all these other, you know, you probably have a tight whatever set you have. Can it still be riotous and raucous? Oh, if it's not, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. I love it. How do you keep it unpredictable when you're on a, you know, I don't know, you're probably on a 30-city, 40-city tour. How do yeah. you keep it that way? By hanging out with human beings. Yeah, I love and not it. Hiding on your, not hanging out in your bus and pretending to be a rock star. Yeah. So by going into the coffee shops and speaking with people in the community, by hanging out with your catering team and security guards and yeah. by engaging with people. So that when you go on stage that night, you have something new in your heart, something Ooh. fresh in your heart to bring to the people, even if it's the same song. 
Oh man, that's good. That's good, Darren. <laughs> Dang. Dude, you man, you are you think about it all. So I love and I appreciate it. and I did actually, you know, grow up on the Christian world of of Keith Green and Amy Grant and, you know, a bunch of people like that. But uh, you're right. I mean, Keith Green, he had a prophetic sort of voice, and the prophetic voice was turned towards the church. Y'all better wake up. Y'all better, you know, get serious. You better yep. realize, and that's what you're doing, and I am so grateful for it. And I know that comes with a price because, I mean, we don't always yep. want to hear the hard truth. No, the price is less success. Yeah. Um, wow. But the, the truth of the matter is um, – that's okay. And we've been ridiculously successful. Yeah. And so God seems to honor it. But I think what I've learned to do, and I hope this is something that Keith Green learned to do, um, and Rich Mullins too, yeah. is I've learned to realize that I need to love the church mm. as much as I call the church out. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because I am the church. Yeah. We are the church together. And so the church's deficiencies are my deficiencies. Yeah. And the church's hope is my hope. And so the Keith Green sang about, you know, being asleep in the yep. light. Yep. You can't tell the church it's asleep in the light if you're not willing to admit that you've been asleep in the light, too. That's good. And so I, I want to take that work that Keith and Rich and them have done, which is oh, unbelievable. And I want to apply even more love and more grace and more tenderness and more forgiveness to that. Yeah. Because the church is the bride of Christ, and she is loved, and so I'm going to love her well. Yeah. Um, just like I want my own kids. Like, I'm not going to let my kids continue to sin without disciplining yeah. or without challenging. Yeah. But I'm also going to give them so much grace and so much mercy that they cannot think anything other than my father loves me. Right, right. Wow. Man, that is powerful stuff. Well, Darren, um, man, I just thank you for opening up with us uh, about the new album, Power. Got to listen to it last night. It's great. I love all the influences, and I love the different. There's just such a variety to it. And just love your heart for the church and also for people outside of the church. And to combine that like you have is uh, really powerful. So we're excited that you're coming to San Antonio and uh, really look forward to, man, what God continues to do with you and we are messengers. Okay. Well, here, listen, I want yeah. to tell you, today yeah. has been my favorite interview in a long time. I love that you did your research. I love that you asked me questions that allowed me to speak and allowed me to really dig in. And thank you for trusting me, because uh, it's not easy to trust wild men, <laughs> but I appreciate <laughs> it. Well, man, uh, thank you very much. That really means a lot to me. It really does. Thank you, Darren. That's awesome. All right. All right, man. We'll chat to you soon. All right. See you in San Antonio, man. That was awesome, Darren. Thank you so much. All right, man. God All right, bless cool. you. God bless hey. you. Thank you. Wow. Well, that was really, really cool. Man, Darren Mulligan, I, I'm just fired up just the more to know about him and the ministry and the gifts that God has given him. Don't forget uh, the new album is Power and uh, lots of great, just great different musical influences. And I appreciate that. Appreciate that it's also, you know, for men. I love that that heart there. And don't forget, coming March 28th to the AT&T Center, uh, quite a night, man. Toby Mack, Torrin Wells, Jordan Feliz, 
uh, Ryan Stevenson, Aaron Cole, who we talked to last week, uh, going to be a big night. And remember, we are messengers. Magnify, point to you. Everything comes alive. Maybe it's okay. Power. Just awesome. God is doing some awesome things through Darren, and I can't wait to see much more. So God bless you guys for tuning in to Facebook Live or listening on KSLR AM 630. And, of course, the podcast. I'm Steve Teal. I'm loving Darren Mulligan. And uh, just remember what Paul wrote, another person who, man, was willing to love those who were outside the church, but also, man, poke poke where the church needed to be poked and love the, the bride of Christ, the Apostle Paul. He said, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. VeryBold.com.